Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients and the communities we serve. Uh, my name is Brian Van Bachlin with the Public Affairs Department, and today in studio we have Donna Burks, Associate Chief Nursing Officer, uh, and she's here to talk about our newly created doula program, which is offered to Eskenazi Health patients and is aimed to help provide both physical and emotional support for our female patients during all stages of pregnancy. So uh, one of the things I like about doing this podcast is the number of times I'm in a very uncomfortable situation. So let's talk about childbirth, Donna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Donna, before we jump into it, though, uh, can you give us a background, uh, your time here with Eskenazi, what your role entails, and then we'll jump into everything. Sure. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on as a guest, family member, because <laughs> I've been here forever. Yes. So I started here at Eskenazi Health in 1993. I started as, as a student nurse on the labor and delivery unit. And so this is all this work is just really full circle for me. I've been here for 28 years, nine months and nine days. Always but count. no one's counting. No right? one's counting. No, 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 so, <laughs> so various roles, uh, labor and delivery. I worked on that for a few years. I was public health nurse, uh, Northwest District Office with Health and Hospitals. So mm-hmm. did that for a little bit. Then I was a prenatal care coordinator for 14 years. So I did home visits for high-risk pregnant moms. So that was one of my favorite jobs. So back again, moms and babies. <laughs> and then I, I was a lead and manager of population health here at Eskenazi. And then this role for the last six years. So primary care is my focus now. Um, just when I got this assignment, I was so excited to get mm-hmm. back to my quote unquote roots. And so in the role as associate chief nursing officer, I mainly am responsible for the clinical practice for the nurses, the medical assistants, the community health workers, the doulas, the social workers that are embedded in, uh, the primary care centers, the ME coach, that's our patient door to door throughput, and just a few other things, other duties as, as, uh, uh, Given. Mm-hmm. So I just love it. Whatever we need for the organization, our patients, our community, I am here for that. It's, it sounds like, like I, do you need to take a breath after putting all of that stuff? <laughs> it's just everything. <laughs> yeah. So, and I love, I love it. Really. So, so the, the doula program and I'll, I'll do my best not to make snide jokes because I am a, a bad dad or what. I don't know. Uh, what is a doula? So a doula, just in a general term for a doula or the general definition, a doula is a laboring support person. Um, that person comes alongside the mother during the childbirth experience and just provides a support that's needed during the childbirth experience. And that's just like the overarching definition for us here at Eskenazi, just because I've had the experience of being working as a labor and delivery nurse and then also Working in the in the care coordination realm, I found that um, I know that there are different models of the doula program, but for us, I think that there are so many things that go on before we get to the labor experience. And so, oftentimes, a doula will have the birth plan visit with the mom, and then the uh, and the partners, and then delivery, and then yeah, I'm not sure everybody's practice is different, but for us. We are really reaching out and getting our doulas involved with our patients as early as we can in the pregnancy and also coordinating other efforts along with our OB teams at the healthcare centers and then following the mom uh, postpartum as well. So it's, you know, sometimes you can have, of course, the childbirth experience and that's the main focus. But as we know, with our maternal mor- morbidity and mortality rates, it's just so much more that goes into that. So that has been really exciting to build here with our with my colleagues, just build something that's more wraparound um you know, in addition, of course, the highlight is the birth, but just developing something that's more of a wraparound uh, service for our patients. So are doulas 
physically involved in the actual birth or yes what 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 yes. is a doula actually so they doing? go yeah. so the prime time game day <laughs> yeah. is when the doula arrives at the bedside okay. and supports the patient through the whole labor process here, here in the at, hospital at the is not hospital. a home service though. one of our doulas does you know so she it's has everything. but okay. she does it we don't yeah. do that now okay we don't do birth, home births with Eskenazi mm-hmm. yeah i never say never we don't i pro- <laughs> doc, we don't dr harris i promise we don't but uh <laughs> we probably set you up with a couple of ambulance but, uh, births through ims I, maybe we can put, put one absolutely <laughs> But the main main uh, goal is to deliver the patient along yeah. with the care team at the um, hospital. The goal is not to to replace the nurse or the doctor at the bedside, but the support. And and given the times that we have now, you know, with um, just the fast moving pace of medical care at the bedside, I think the more support that we can have for the patient, the better. And we do have criteria that we um, utilize right now because we only have four doulas to start. And so now, just really um, addressing the most neediest population. Um, the highest risk mm-hmm. population. I'll, I'll say highest risk, um, just to be you know more appropriate. But the highest risk patient. That's what who we are looking for. And the goal is to expand to you know just to be able to live. You know, there are a lot of other like uh, staff members and everybody else is like I want a doula, and so there are four doulas, and yeah. we have twenty seven hundred births here. So that's a that's a lot of non sleeping nights. If twenty seven hundred since when? The in a year. In it's, a it's year. between twenty five and twenty seven. For labor and delivery, the unit, not wow. us. So, so far, we really, we went live June 13th. Yeah. And so we've had six births so far. Wow. So it's picking up. So what's what's the difference between a doula and a midwife? So a doula, midwives are usually advanced practice nurses, okay. um, and, you know, in current um, Western medicine practice, they're advanced practice nurses that are able to deliver usually like at the... I know some midwives deliver home, they, you know, they're a home birth. So I know that's always the highlight of birthing, but also there are midwives that deliver the actual, the deliver mm-hmm. um, the patients on the labor delivery unit. And it's more of a, it's, it's kind of a combination between an OB provider and a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to actually deliver like the doulas. We, you know, they, sometimes they may deliver because, you know, somebody may not be there quick enough, but the goal is they're actually participating the midwife in the delivery of the baby. You know, the whole delivery, yeah. cut the cord, that piece. I, I, I want to stay in the weeds on this. I, okay. I, I, I really, because th- this is, is so, and I'm sorry if I ask really stupid questions no. and even get redundant answers uh, uh, out of you on it. But, okay, so the doula, where does a doula, so where does a doula come in before game day? Like, okay. so how does someone, so what are the benefits of having a doula? What what, okay. what do you get when you do that? So we have just, I mentioned a little bit earlier about the criteria for mm-hmm. doula. So right now we at the um, primary care locations, because right now our patients that we deliver are patients that receive care in the federally qualified health centers, because the funding for the doulas came from our ARPA grant. It's American Rescue Act. I forget the P. I, I should just have it memorized because it was fourteen point eight million dollars, and so we were afforded those positions. So back to the, the original question. So the the healthcare centers we create a health risk assessment on all of our OB patients, and the health risk assessment is it's completed at the rooming process, and so the medical assistant or nurse will come ask the, some questions, uh, preliminary questions, and then our electronic medical record generates a score. And based on the score, that is who we are outreaching to first. So we we um, have a, a report that we run. It's every Sunday night, and we get the patients that have a high a risk score of twelve or higher. And then we offer the doula services to the patient. So the doula will call the patient, explain what a doula is, ask the patient if they would like to participate, 
And the patient usually, you know, is agreeable or not agreeable. Now, I will say that because of my days of being a care coordinator, it's like, you know, the doula's like, it's like we're selling the program. I'm like, we are. But so for us, I'm like, you know, you don't want to say, do you want one, yes or no? It's like, no, yes or no questions. But offering the service as a part of the care that we receive for the patient. So that's, you know, I think a good, you know, I tell them it's a good segue in. You got to know who the doctor is, what's going on. So the doula coordinates with the care team. The doula will cre- complete an initial assessment, just kind of finding out what some of the needs are based on that, you know, that risk score may be. Um, one of the criteria we, um, we do, uh, ask a question. The race is actually auto populated and it's weighted a certain way. And I've got a lot of questions about, you know, is race the only factor? And we really look at our, um, our birth outcomes. And so the weight for all races are, you know, they're attributed a score. And so the, is to identify those at highest risk. And so no matter what the race is, whoever the highest risk would be, that's how we would determine the score. Mm-hmm. And so we get the patient, the, the doulas re- outreach, they call the patient, have the initial assessment either via phone or they meet them at the healthcare centers. And so then we have a couple of visits in between throughout the pregnancy. There is a birth plan visit closer to like maybe the sixth month. So we'll go over just more of the specifics of what's going to happen at birth, all the time coordinating all the services that the patient may need throughout the pregnancy. Then we have game day, which is mm-hmm. delivery. And then after delivery, I know one of our quality metrics here at Eskenazi is to make sure that our moms return to receive follow-up care within 28 to 56 days postpartum. And so the goal with a doula is to, to be able to kind of follow up, you know, not just wait to 28 days, but like a few days after delivery. So they support the patient through the whole delivery process. And we have had the, mm-hmm. the excitement of being like on. So we're on call, myself and my colleague that kind of oversee the program right now. So we're like, okay, who's on call? Doula, we got a baby coming. We had a baby Tuesday night. So we take turns. Uh So we, uh, you know, they'll let us know seven centimeters going to meet mom at the hospital. So we do the whole thing. It's exciting. So, (laughs) and then we follow mom afterwards. Just do you have what you need? Does the baby have the appointment? And so that follow-up care. And then one more to two visits after just to make sure we get everything, make sure that we're supporting the mom with breastfeeding. And it's so early that we're just beginning our first preliminary, like over the six births. Like we want to wait. wait. They've been outreaching to moms, but just kind of like look, starting to look at the data. What really happened? Did they have a C-section? Those kinds of things. So we're digging into that portion now. So this is a relationship that very much starts way early in the pregnancy. And, and it's so... Has, has there been anyone unwilling to give their doula back afterwards? We haven't gotten there yet, but I'm sure I'll it let sounds you know. like this would be like, wait, no, don't, don't leave. No, what am I supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> exactly. And I could definitely see that. Like, I remember the, the home visiting days yeah. uh, when I would like care coordinate. And so I would follow moms throughout the pregnancy and after delivery. And then we would like, it'd be three months and I'm like, okay. They're like, okay, no. And then sometimes moms will say, Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant again. I'm like, we really could have just had lunch. Like if you wanted to see me again, we really could have, we had the preconception discussion. I want to, so, I'm having a baby for the doula. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, so far I'll have to stay tuned. I'll get yeah. you feedback on how, if they want to give the doulas back, but it's, I'm really excited about the, the doulas, they're very passionate. Yeah. So how does someone become a doula? You said it's, it's, it's not a midwife. There, mm-hmm. There's different certifications for that. But what, what goes into becoming a doula? So there are certifications I'm most familiar with. It's a DONA. It's an international certification. And to be honest, I'm still learning quite a bit. Even though I've been in this world forever, I kind of stepped away to do like adult medicine, et cetera, with primary care and learn all the things that I was like, yeah, okay. 
but I love it. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, to the question, answer the question, the, um, there's a certification that the doulas complete, and then there's a test. They have to observe so many births, and then there's a they take a certification test. So far, we have one of our doulas that's not certified, and she is going through. Like she actually just finished on the 29th of July. The it was it was a three day intensive, so it was like eight hours mm-hmm. for three days, and so then she observes. I think it's like five to seven births, and then she'll take a certification. There's a couple of other classes, like support classes, like breastfeeding, etc., and she'll take a certification test in a couple of months. And so it's, it's um, for her the higher for her is because she knows our culture at Eskenazi, and so the new doulas are they're independent. That well, everybody's new, but the three is that are not part of that. Now they're of course they're our Eskenazi family. They are independents, and so they have been, you know, didn't, you know, had births outside of our system, and so for them, it's just coming in, integrating their independent practice with our practice. So, of course, now they work fully for us. So they are already certified. Those three. What type of person makes a good doula? What do you have to be prepared for in in this line of work? I would say the biggest component, and I'm even learning from them because they quickly remind me every time that just because I was a labor and delivery nurse for five minutes, I'm like, okay, <laughs> check my title at the door. <laughs> the, really an advocate for the patient. Mm-hmm. I think that really being able to get in and just like being able to be a liaison and advocate for what's going on with the birth experience for the patient. It's really, I mean, that's all the things that lead up to it, but that birth experience, if, if we say, for instance, if it's the patient's been, you know, laboring for X amount of hours and, you know, the, you know, after we get to a certain point, it's like, okay, are we doing a C-section or what are we going to do next? And, you know, the doula is very uh, helpful because they're like, let's just, you know, kind of, they, they, the doulas familiarize me with the term of laboring down. So they're like, so we just going to, we're going to get to spend a couple more hours you know, as long as the baby's not in distress and mom still wants to kind of go along, we just want to kind of get in there and see if there's some, if we could just wait just a little bit longer to see, you know, how far we can go. And then, you know, there are oftentimes when we can have a good birth outcome, just waiting just a bit longer. Because, of course, we know my first child was 20 hours of labor. And, you know, I'm like, let's just go now. Yeah. And so just like a little bit of less, you know, less reposition, let's, you know, get some comfort measures in place. And so that piece. And then also too, just, you know, really explaining um, with the what's going on in the labor process to the patient, you know, having that extra time to be able to, uh, you know, to spend with the patient. Because if you're like me, I'll listen to what my provider says and I'm, I'll shake my head. And I'm like, okay, now what happened? And so, you know, I'll go back and read my after visit summary, et cetera. But just really having somebody to kind of sit there and be there with you the whole time on like kind of like this is what this means or do you have any questions or being able to assist, you know, the with the um, the birthing parent. Talking with uh, Donna Burks here about the doula program on the Eskenazi Health uh, Here For You podcast. Uh, I know you touched on this uh, a little bit earlier, uh, but I guess then who is a good candidate for a, to receive a doula? Um, what what types of patients were, can benefit most from from a doula? I would say any patient that felt like they would like additional support for during the birthing process, and then le- the you know the time leading up to the birthing process. Just you know, we might have more questions. Um, for but just as stated before, just because we have a limited number, we have starting or starting with our highest risk patient population. But I think that you know sometimes first time moms. I mean, there are a lot of people that could benefit from having a doula because there's a lot, you know, that's, you know, unknown territory for a lot. And then I always say too, no matter how many children you have, it's still a new event. It's a new process. Every birth is different. And so I think it's always, um, 
just reassuring to have somebody there with you. Like if, even if you have family support, it's still, you know, sometimes the family has too much support. You're like, okay, get out. Everybody get out. <laughs> just keep the doula here. So I think that women uh, and birthing parents that need um, additional support or would like additional support would be a good candidate. Um, so then obviously you mentioned there's, there's outreach to see if people would like, uh, a doula. How can people request a doula? What's, what's the best way to do at least have the consultation to see if it's something they need? Is it just when they roll in, I want a doula or what happens with that? So we do have, uh, I do, I get emailed to ask cause I think I'm listed to contact. And so there are a lot of, of, um, of individuals that want a doula, and so I'm just the pure transparency. I am having to look to see like how we can satisfy the want of a doula, like what other organizations are out there. So we can, I don't ever want, I don't like saying no. When you work here, you never say no. And so for us, it would just be, you know, seeing if the patient meets the criteria for our program. Definitely we would do that. Like the, you know, doing the risk assessment. So we would do the, you know, do you receive your care at one of our federally qualified health centers? We would look to see if that person has already, you know, we've risked them. And usually we do it with our rooming process and go from there. But people, I have had several emails. I keep them all on who, you know, just wanting a doula. And so I think it just really speaks to the need that, you know, we want to expand the program. We want to be able to, you know, I don't want to say you can't have one, you know, because we're limited right at this point. And also to just the concept of a doula at, at our organization. So, but I, I'm definitely looking forward to the future. I, I always tell people, and I and I'm very good at playing the role of the moron husband who's just just please just make, don't make me do anything. But if if you're pregnant going into labor, don't leave anything on the table. If it is offered to you, just take it. Just, Absolutely. Just, <laughs> my, my 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 son's my son's mom at the time she's like I don't want this. I was like if she's not going to take it, I'll take it. Exactly. I, mean, I don't want this stuff to go to waste. <laughs> I mean it's. If it's here, so yeah, I mean, if it's offered to you, just go, just take it. It's exactly. it's right there. Is there anything that we haven't touched on on this topic at all, or anything that you want to make sure that you get out there? It's been a great conversation. I just don't want to. I want to make sure yeah. I don't miss anything. I don't think there's anything. There's just so much. You see, I have my whole iPad with a whole <laughs> dissertation, and that's not this show. Yeah. And so, but I would really like to just after we get in and really see some more things and have some more birth stories and experiences, I would definitely love to talk a little bit more. We we are just at two months, at sixty days of launching the program, so definitely would like to to you know discuss further about kind of how things are going. But I don't think you you did really good. I'm like right. you didn't ask me not one of these questions on this paper. I, <laughs> I was looking down. I was like, okay, where should I actually be on the piece of paper? I got the, the difference between a doula and a midwife, and then I think it just all went and to, this, that's, to pop. That's right up my alley. I'm so, like, yeah. so before we let you out of here, Rachel and I had this question and we we she dared me to ask you this oh, because Rachel. it is a a legendary one of those things why every hospital in the country everywhere do they have the exact same baby swaddle blankets i know you with the white ones with the, the blue white with the, the yes why, who who has monopolized that <laughs> And why are they the exact same no matter Dude, where you go? Like I haven't been up there forever. I probably will pop in. Are they still? Yeah. Like for decades, they've been I'm the gonna same I'm going to tell you why. I'm glad you asked me. I'm going to tell you why. I have two sons. Uh, one is 25. Mm-hmm. He actually works here. He's one of our epic analysts. And then one is 20. And I'm glad. So now that we're thinking like right now on the spot, you know why I think it's best for us? Because if you have more than one child, 
I know it could be different. So you don't mix them up <laughs> because if you do make, you could just like, just like, yep, this is your yeah. picture. Just like because my kids, are like, they look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just so the parents, like, after you have more than one child, you won't have to remember. <laughs> I would think that um, all the pictures in the world of the babies all wrapped in that same. It is. Pink and blue, white <laughs> dishcloth, essentially. You would think they'd be like branding those things, get some Eskenazi health written, logoed on those things. But nobody has thought to do that. Okay, is, well, that is that a law or something? Well, let's talk to Michelle. <laughs> oh, Keith, we can get some branding, get the Eskenazi colors. We have the blue so we could change that stripe. Yeah. We do. See, I just, okay. I it's just one of those things. Like, how did who is making billions of dollars <laughs> off of cornering that market? But anyway, Donna Burks, thanks a lot for coming in. You you did fantastic. Thank you. We really appreciate your time. And I, I would like to issue the invite to come back with updates on this program because I think the doula program with Eskenazi Health is really important. And please, moms out there, from a guy, don't leave anything on the table. If it's offered to you, take it. Um, But yeah, you can get more information on it, EskenaziHealth.edu. You can find us on all the social social media channels. Thanks a lot to Joe and to Rachel, as always, for putting this together. You can follow us on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes. We're, We're getting like so big time, I'm running out all the places you can find this podcast. But uh, we'll be back next time on the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. To hear all of our previous episodes, please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud by searching Eskenazi Health. 